0: Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everyone. You may already know that the church pairs together the first reading with the gospel and they have some serious interconnection with each other. And today's message from Isaiah and the gospel of Matthew do just that. We hear about how the northern tribes were about to be divided and conquered uh, and that was prophesied and then Jesus quotes this demonstrating that he himself is going to fulfill the latter part of that which is that they will be reunited and that what was darkness will become light. But not in a political way but in a more important spiritual way through the very person of Jesus. Now, sadly, this unity in faith with the early Christians was quickly tested. We hear from St. Paul to the Corinthians, that he, and he challenged them, that they had divisions among themselves. The psalm echoes that the truth of our unity can only be found in the Lord himself. Today, we still have divisions within the Christian communities, and it can be easily seen in the reality That we have divided ourselves into denominations The catholic church therefore joins in the worldwide effort to pray for christian unity In fact, we began this prayer the annual prayer started on wednesday and will conclude this coming wednesday So in that kind of context, I offer you some of these thoughts So we look at paul. What did he ask? He asked some very pointed questions. He asked Where do our rivalries come from? And why do we, quote, uh, won't, why don't we do not agree in what we say and, quote, be of the same mind and same purpose? This is what St. Paul challenged the Corinthians to. What's going on? Well, the answer, you could say in a simple way, is... Sin. Sin and its multifaceted incarnations. Now, thankfully, we are not doomed to eternal division. As Christians, the light of the world has revealed himself to us. Jesus, our founder, our savior, and God, who is our means of unity. It's not enough then to simply Find the lowest common denominator in order to get along. But rather, find unity in the greatest of the commandments, the highest standard of care, which is love itself. Now, it is easy to love those whom we agree with, huh? What about the other folk, right? How about those for whom we disagree? Well, I'd like to offer some thoughts on that today. I discovered some a guide for me as a priest and pastor by borrowing a book called Managing from the heart And I have a link on our Facebook page about this, but the book then uses the word heart as an acronym an acronym that will help order the reader to understand five principles that will help us love better And appreciate other But in the context of faith I'd like to rename it if you don't mind Instead call it unity from the heart Because this can also be good advice for married couples Or just groups that have struggles between each other Or just trying to manage one's own life So here they are the word heart is the acronym H-E-A-R-T So here's H And again, these are like questions that the one you're with Might be asking of you They may ask And they don't say it out loud, but assume this kind of question is present Hear and understand me Hear and understand me. In other words, can you then say to them what they just said to you? Like what I hear you saying is this And then repeat it to them Now they may say no, that's not what I meant and they correct. Okay, then you respond again. Okay now This is what I understand. Is that correct? That drives the conversation to a a mutual understanding For us extroverts, this is tough because well, this is about listening more and talking less So God bless you extroverts Because I struggle with that too E, that letter E, even if you disagree, don't steamroll me Even if you disagree, don't steamroll me. Be patient. Don't be argumentative and insulting. Try to imagine how they feel. And be mindful of when you feel threatened in the conversation. Know your buttons, right? And don't ask demeaning questions with loaded answers or judgments. No name-calling or taunting Here's some bad questions How come you forgot that? See the attitude? I thought we had an agreement Or Can't you remember anything? Or How many times do I have to tell you? Now you may have heard these questions You may have asked them yourselves I ask myself, how come I keep forgetting things? (laughs) A, so that's hear and understand me. That's H. E, even if you disagree, don't steamroll me. A, acknowledge the greatness within me. Acknowledge the greatness within me. Honor the person in front of you. They are a child of God. You may think they're wrong, but they are a child of God, and God loves them. And we're called by love, we're demanded by love to honor them as a person. So speak their name well. Use that in a conversation. Encourage them in their ability to discuss things without making it a fight. See, an, an argument isn't necessarily a fight. Have you thought of that? Share with them the points. Where they were well-founded on their part. You know, that's a good point. You make a good point here. That's new. I didn't think about it that way Instead of them being all wrong Or just assuming that no matter what comes out of their mouth their mouth, they're gonna be wrong and we're already calculating a defense That's a violation of number one Hear and understand me We're we're not really listening We're already answering and always gonna be argumentative Number four, the R, remember to look for my loving intention. So maybe there is an impasse, but they're passionate, as you might be. So look for the silver lining or the sliver of truth in what they desire. That again, they may have a disordered decision or conclusion, but where does it come from? What was their good Intention, what are they wanting to accomplish? Now, another thought would be to share that you trust them, that they have a good desire. As opposed to being suspicious about them. Because that goes nowhere. Because guess what they're going to do? Be suspicious of you back. Remember to look for my good intention. And finally, T, tell me the truth with compassion. Remember that other people struggle. The fact that they may be excited to be in this argument or discussion means also there may have been some suffering in the background. The thing, they may be just suffering because we're not in the same place and they wish we were. And be open to receiving their suffering, to suffer even with them. That's where the word compassion comes from to suffer with. So if you come out of the argument or discussion and you won You may have failed to find unity from the heart Now I strive and I continue to fail to live this out myself But that doesn't mean it's not some principles by which I try to lead my conversations But I found it to be a great help As I walk through my life, especially with those with whom I disagree So put this into action And see how it works for you next time you are speaking with someone With whom you have a problem Or you have to have a difficult conversation with For with this kind of strategy We may find ourselves drawing closer in unity one person at a time Remember what happened to the tribes of israel we heard that in the beginning it was quoted begin by jesus how the northern tribes were divided and conquered, literally top down. But he was coming to unify them. Jesus, we have Jesus. Or well, maybe better put, he has us. He is our means of unity. It is through him we find this unity. So keep focused on him. He can help you engage with others. As well as especially those for whom and with whom we disagree. For we should commit to being in communion, one unity from the heart.